You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of SSPN. I feel like we say this every time, but it it really has been a little bit longer Mm -hmm. of a minute this time. Just a little few extra days there. We weren't able to schedule one, but I think it works out perfectly, Ethan, because the Spurs don't have a game tonight, and it's right after the end of the rodeo road trip, and we have some stuff to talk about. Obviously, Spurs playoff hopes, mm, maybe a little bit out of the picture, um, maybe a little bit of still hope that you could hang on to for the play-in, but really, the story of the rodeo road trip was Lonnie Walker, but before we get into that, Ethan, just want to ask you from your perspective, what, what was what were your thoughts on the rodeo road trip, what are your thoughts on the past couple games, and uh, Spurs basketball as of late? I'm going to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised by how well we were able to play um, during the rodeo road trip, because you know we weren't playing scrub teams, but we were able to be competitive pretty much in every single game, um, especially against, was it Miami? I'm trying to look at the stats real quick. Yeah, Miami, we only lost by four, and we didn't have DJ, Jakob, or Keldon Johnson playing in that game. Um, so that was that was huge. And obviously, like you said, Lonnie Walker kind of taking that turn we were hoping he would take at the beginning of the year. I don't know why it took so long for him to get going. Maybe this is just going to you know, maybe after a couple of these games, he's going to go back to regularly scheduled programming, knocking on wood. <laughs> Hopefully not. But what we're seeing right now is what we were hoping to see all along, which is an aggressive Lonnie Walker who's looking to score and can also create for others and be that Manu Ginobili-ish role off the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that you made a great point there on being competitive because even that Grizzlies game that was 118-105, really that was kind of closer than the score indicated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can't help John Morant just yeah, going off. It, you know, at one of the losses, that, that Chicago 120 to 109, that's a little closer than it was. Um, the only game where there was really a blowout was the Cleveland game. And I mean, overall, um, you know, more losses than wins. You went four and five. But really, when you consider the circumstances of this team, um, right after the trades, you know, kind of not it's not a new season and it's not a new team because a lot of these guys have been playing together for, you know, multiple seasons. But it kind of was like the introduction of a little bit of a new system, obviously not like a complete overhaul. There's a lot of similarities from the first half of the year, but just with the exit of Derek White and now the emergence of Lonnie Walker averaging 20 points over the past uh, six games and 17 plus at least every single game over the past six games he's had at least 17 points um, and his game high has been 23 he's led us in scoring twice um, over that stretch as well but like you said I mean the main thing is just having that bench scoring that's what we've been wanting Lonnie to be mm-hmm. for literally ever basically what he's doing right now is what we've been wanting him to be since that Houston game in 2017 yeah <laughs> was that like tw- that 2018 I think it was 2018 yeah. yeah um but the main thing that I noticed because before we got on air today um I was watching Lonnie Walker highlights just over these you know past couple stretches I was able to find like three games where it was just him and it's really super simple Ethan when you look at his improvement it's all about control 
Like literally, yes. he's just more controlled, and the acrobatic plays—he's making them. They're not turnovers anymore. That's really the switch. But I also think that the space um, that has been created on the floor with the exit of Derek White um, has also allowed him to flourish a little bit. There's just less clogging in in the back lanes or in, in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And I think it comes down to comfortability too. Comfortability kind of goes hand in hand with that control. He knows his role now. There's not like this mental like leap he has to make, like as in what am I supposed to do this game? Am I supposed to come out here and just score? Am I supposed to play make for others? Am I supposed to be off ball? Yeah. Yeah, like what am I supposed to do? Now it's very defined because he knows his backcourt mate, Trey Jones. He's like, bro, I'm just going to give you the ball and let you go. Like I don't need to score. And Devin's now starting, so he doesn't have to worry about sharing you know, the six-man minutes with Devin Vassell anymore. He's the clear-cut six-man coming off the bench to provide that spark. And another thing about Lonnie's road trip, which was very impressive to me, usually he's not very efficient of a scorer. Like, he'll put up 20 points, but you're like, he shot way too many shots, or he shot way too many threes and missed all of them. But he's he, the only game he was sub-50% field goal percentage was, was Oklahoma against City. Oklahoma City. Um. So that that's like a huge improvement in my eyes, and it goes hand in hand with what you were saying, which is control. He's taking the shots that they're giving him. He's being aggressive. His first inclination is get to the rim. If they stop you, I'm going to pull up for an easy jumper. And his his jumper looks more controlled. I'm glad you said that because I know you're talking about losing the ball and mm-hmm. like just turning yep. the ball over exactly. But his his jumper looks he, like his legs are more set underneath him. He looks more on balance the entire time because early in the season it was like. Oh God! Here comes Lonnie Walker with his, you know, Dejounte Murray impression, trying to make mid-range jumpers, and none of them are yeah. falling. But now it seems, at least for the past few games, that he's kind of found his rhythm and his comfort zone, and I'm, that's very exciting because I was high on him going into the season, and he's really disappointed me up until this point, and now he's showing us what he's capable of. Hopefully, it can continue because if he finishes the season this way, he's given the Spurs a hard. Like, like it's going to be hard for them not to give him uh, like a big contract. So that's kind of I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of my question. And I feel like this is probably what a lot of Spurs are thinking about right now, because really, as we just mentioned, playoffs play in. We know even if the Spurs somehow miraculously get into the 10 seed, they're not going anywhere, even if they were to miraculously win the tournament. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so this really is kind of the core thing. It is when it comes to the franchise moving forward is who are you going to pay and who are you not going to pay? And, you know, what is the plan this offseason? Do you want to make moves? Do you want to try to, you know, get somebody like Zach Levine and start pairing somebody with DeJounte now before he hits free agency in, you know, two years? Um, There's a lot of questions, but this one I think right now is the biggest one we know for sure. And it's one, are you going to offer Lonnie Walker, which I think depends on the rest of the year. But then two, how much are you going to pay him, right? And I think a lot of that depends on his performance as well. But honestly, I don't know if he, like, maybe some other team will give it to him. But I don't know if he's really, like, earned, like, a big deal. Because that was what you mentioned there. Even if he continues this kind of, you know, at least 17-point stretch. Because if you just do it for half a season, it's still, like, okay, maybe this was the answer. And really, the Spurs know more than anybody, so that's the good thing. Like, they have a good track record, so whatever decision they make, you know, is probably going to end up being the right one. But I just don't know even if, like, is it too little too late? You you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
Eh, it's hard to say, but no matter what happens, I don't know. I, I don't know this for certain, obviously, but I don't think this, there's another team out there that will offer him more money than the Spurs. Like even the Spurs offering him like what we would consider like a mid to low deal. That's probably in my eyes still more than what another team would offer him because he's statistically speaking, he hasn't really performed that well, like you're saying. And we like, how am I going to put this? I, I don't envision another team seeing Lonnie Walker and saying that guy is going to take us over the hump and, and be like our next star player. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel yeah. like the Spurs front office, knowing who he is, you know, That's drafting true. him are more likely to give him a contract. And, and Tanner's Tanner is he? Yeah. yeah. He's a restricted free agent. So that's a good point. So, we could, in all honesty, technically not offer him anything other than the qualifying. Yeah. And then if nobody offers him anything, he's going to have to accept it. That's what always happens in 2K. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to do it the 2K way. <laughs> because we're going to make 2K real life. Yes. And I Ronnie's so. going to be president. I'm, I'm down for that. And I, I'm, I'm not down for that. <laughs> he makes bad games. <laughs> but uh, Anyways. <laughs> Yep. Uh, what was I going to say? I, honestly, also, I was looking at free agency. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Spurs are going to make a big move. I could see them going for Zach Levine. I don't know if Zach Levine would want to come to San Antonio because of the current situation in Chicago. Their cap um, is interesting. We can get to that here in a second. Yes. But I w- my point was Lonnie Walker the fourth might be the best free agent signing that we have this offseason. If he continues playing If he continues yeah. to play this way. And if that's the case, I'm not exactly mad at that, Jude, because even if he reverts back to his uncontrollable, inconsistent ways, we have Primo right behind him. We have Joe Wieskamp, who's just gained five pounds of muscle this season, so he's looking a little bit better. Trey Jones also, plus the draft coming up, you know, he's not irreplaceable if that makes sense. And we can trade him for assets. So that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up because I think Derek White getting traded at the deadline showed that Brian Wright is, you know, he's 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 got ice in his veins. Yeah, apparently so. If you yeah. disappoint him, he will move you. Not only that. I mean, he's just he's able to make those moves too because that's tough like with the Spurs mm-hmm. culture and the relationships that they build with everybody, especially somebody like Derek. Granted, you sent him to like, you know, Ime and Will Hardy's new team. So yeah. like, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So it's like you, you, you sent him to a good situation. He's in a good spot. Um, but anyways, the point is, that means that that would be a realistic move, you know, because you say that two off seasons ago where like the Spurs don't trade anybody. But now mm-hmm. it seems like the door is open for that. And if you sign him to an affordable contract, you know, you still have that option, especially with the draft, like you mentioned, because you know, I don't think that we have, like, I really don't think we're using all those three picks. I think that there's going to be some sort of move made with him. I wouldn't be surprised based there's on no what way. we did. Like, if you just look at our roster and how many people, like, we have coming back, like, there's there's no way. Unless we're just going to bring on three new first-round rookies, but that Which, would be... A move is coming, whether it be yeah. some of those draft picks to consolidate into one draft pick or whatever, or... Maybe we're overhyping how much the Spurs like some of our current players. Maybe they're just going to move a bunch of our new other our guys. That's currently. what I think is going to happen. I think that they're going to make a move and they're going to get Dejounte some help. I know we're here in March, 
first episode of March, by the way. <laughs> Yay! Happy March. Yeah. yeah, March Madness coming up, so that'll be fun. More basketball. Mm. Learn about some dogs throughout the the tournament there. But yeah, I really think that's what's going to happen. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Is Jason, not Jason, is it Jason Richardson? Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. I'm like, it's not Jason. It's a different, there's another Jason Richardson that played basketball. Josh Richardson. Is he expiring? Uh, He has an $18 million team option. Or it might be a player option. Let me check. That's a good question. But he might get moved. Yeah, Yeah. as I was saying, either way, he's either not coming back next year or we move him. And he could be, he's one of those guys that's a piece. What have you thought of, of his play so far? We haven't really, we've we got to actually really see seen him that much. Yeah, but he's um, played more since the last episode. Let me look up his game log real, real quick just so I don't get anything wrong. I mean, based on I'll what I've seen, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Like, he, he kind of fit into the, you know, flow of things pretty well. He's an off-ball player, so it's, he's Had pretty 10 easy points to just kind of fit in there. I liked him Miami. shooting threes. Like, yeah. So far, he's been he's been solid from three, um, and his three games with us, he is three for five from three. Wow! So actually, um, I guess because of the trade, he is it got so two K is wrong because I was just going off my two K knowledge to be completely honest <laughs> with you. That's why I thought it was eighteen million. No, so he's on contract for sure next year. Uh-huh. But it's an expiring deal, so he really isn't on contract for sure. We could move him. And it's $12 million, which is actually pretty reasonable. So I don't mind bringing him back, though. I mean, like, I mean, that's that's kind I of a little either. bit of... It depends on what they want to do with Lonnie, like, like yeah, we're talking about. That's a good point. It could be a very, like, like for the time being, like the Spurs are like, all right, we're going to slot him in into those minutes that Lonnie was getting and then move Primo up or whatever and and, and not lose an ounce of sleep over it. Um, yeah or we move him and keep Lonnie who knows but somebody's gonna get moved (laughs) yeah I think Primo's taking somebody's minutes at the end of the day but I think that the point you made and I know I already said this but just to reiterate it the the point you made about Lonnie getting signed probably by the Spurs like at the end of the day I think is a really good point because I don't think that anybody's really going to be like offering him that much and then if they do you just don't match it you know it's really simple but thinking about Primo, I don't really think that Lonnie's coming back. I just really don't. He's playing well right now, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's see how the rest of the season yeah, goes. That's, let's see how it goes. And, you know, that's what Pop said. And I'm glad you said that because that's what I wanted to say, like, with the preemptive thing before this whole conversation is he was like, look, he's doing really good right now, but we need to keep seeing this yeah <laughs> and that's probably you know we don't need to be asking ourselves this question i guess too early you know what yeah. i mean because what if he goes back to just being lonnie yeah, it could have been for, a fluke he came for the, a long break for all-star for the, weekend for the rest of the year yep. and this is a super easy question you know what i mean uh, yep. when may comes around so let's see what our man m easy has to say so with primo lonnie and vassell holding down shooting guard and uh, small forward uh, they have to upgrade the power forward position, but I would still, he also adds that he would still draft a center as well. Mm. Yeah. I think the idea is we consolidate all of our draft picks and maybe throw in somebody like a Lonnie Walker. I don't know. And, uh, get Chet Holmgren, but 
<laughs> you know, I, I don't, don't think, think that I don't think that that's going to happen. But I, I would like to draft a big man too. I think if we get another six six guard, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll put him at power forward. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing with Keldon. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Like literally a guy that we He's, drafted as a he, two. <laughs> he was a uh, shooting he's, guard. He's a little bit more of a three. Like I'll yeah, give yeah. him that. But it, he was playing like growing up in high school. He wasn't really playing much post. No, not at all. Which um, we talked about last episode. I think if he actually did learn how to post <laughs> up, he would be extremely deadly. Okay. Yeah, that that's just our luck, bro. That's just the Spurs' luck. We're gonna let him walk, and he's gonna go win Finals MVP with some with the with the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs. <laughs> with the. Cavs is their sixth man. And Darius just, Garland backcourt with Lonnie Walker. And, Ooh. Oh, and Karis and, LeVert, too. That's a and, deadly team. And then he's going to go on the mic and he's going to say, you know, Pop told me, he said that I reminded him of Manu Ginobili. And even though I didn't do it with the Spurs, I did it here. <laughs> just gonna, Cleveland. Uh, I know, right? That's exactly, we're, oh, God. We're, we're prophesizing this and then it's actually going to happen in 2025. And then mm. we're going to come back on here. And be like, wow, we didn't we didn't mean for this. Nope, it wasn't supposed to happen this way. <laughs> Rip. Uh, but speaking of power forwards, I did want to talk about Zach Collins' play mm. over the rodeo road trip. Um, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were very upset with Zach Collins. Or I should say, very upset, disappointed in how mm-hmm. he has panned out thus far. Um, I think the expectations were probably way too high for Zach Collins because even before his injury, he wasn't a star or anything. He was a role mm-hmm. player. He was a backup center to Yosef Nurkic or a backup power forward on that Portland team. Then he got hurt. He's been out for two years. Now he's back. Um, to me, he has shown glimpses of what he is capable of, which is to be a, a shot blocking, you know, pick setter that rolls to the rim, gets easy baskets, basically a much improved version of Drew Eubanks. that can also shoot from time to time, but his shooting has been really bad recently. I know he only gets about two attempts a game, but he hasn't hit since the Chicago game. He went one for three. Um, otherwise, he was just 0 for 2, 0 for 0, 0 for 2, 0 for 1 uh, in the past few games on the Rodeo Road Trip. Um, his impact has not been felt as much as I think we both wanted it to be felt, if that makes sense. Even still, as he is an improvement over Drew Eubanks and... Um, Sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Jock Landale. The difference between Jakob Pertl and our backup center is just is just really did like like telling. I don't know how to say that properly. But when when Jakob goes to the bench, it is obvious if that makes sense. Our team was a completely different team. Um, so I just wanted to see what you thought of his performance and whatnot. Well, I think that the when you talk about Lock, Jakob leading the. F- uh, leaving the floor, excuse me. Um, I think that that is more of a testament. Like, I think that's more about how good Jakob is mm-hmm. and less about like how, you know, bad Zach Collins is, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what where everybody's coming from on this, but I think that the other thing is like, he's still getting back into basketball. I agree. He's I agree. not fully physically comfortable, obviously. But that's the thing that I think of is kind of what you were kind of saying throughout. And I know people might want more than this, but in the context of this season, and really when you look at the contra- the, the context of Zach Collins's contract, it kind of all makes sense to me, like where he's at right now. And the other thing is, like, he's still 24. 
It's like true. so he is a developing player still. But look, let's just think about Zach Collins and think about Thaddeus Young and or Drew Eubanks at the beginning of the year. And maybe this is just me not watching enough film and I'm com- completely crazy here, but I still feel like it's night and day with Zach Collins out there in comparison to Thaddeus Younger Drew Eubanks. I don't know do night and day, but I'll go afternoon dusk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely an improvement. I just think Spurs fans in general, and maybe you and I to an extent, we're, we're expecting a little bit too much immediately. Um, that All that being said, like you said, he is definitely an improvement. Yes, yes. I agree with what Eric says right here. Um, and for you, those of you guys listening on podcast, he's saying Zach is just rushing everything. He wants to be 100 already. We need to relax him. It's been two years. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is I also get what MEZ is saying here. Um, he's saying he's not playing good overall at the five. He definitely hasn't had the best four games stretch. Um, but the second part of this is kind of what I agree with a little bit more. And that's that his defense is not much better than Landale. It, you know, like he has the blocks, but he gets beat a lot. He does. He does. A lot. Um, so this is kind of one of the things where we're just going to have to wait it out and really see, um, you know, he's on a very low risk contract. So maybe it doesn't work out. You know, that that may just be the case. Um, obviously, we're really excited for it. Um, but yeah, it'll. we're just going to have to really wait and see how it, how it continues going. Because the other thing is, in some of these games, like, yes, he hasn't shot the three very well, you know, but he, he hasn't been shooting much, and he's been still playing, like, down low. He had a couple six, seven board, five board games, Um Washington yeah. was a little weak there, but he's, you know, been able to have a little bit of a presence at least. But but I get what they're saying. I get what they're saying. But he's a 24-year-old, you know, coming off a major injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even really think about it until I went on Twitter the other night and people were just trashing Zach Collins, like, wow. right and left. And I was like, I don't know. I'll talk to Jude about it on the podcast. I think this is a good a good little comparison here from our man old mate he's a stopgap solution for sure i'm honestly not even sure what that means but i, <laughs> I, I, I like, but it but it but it i feel like it fits <laughs> he's like right. a plug it's like a you know it stops the water from coming out completely but it's still leaking a little bit pause <laughs> but you know what i mean dude. on defense on yeah, defense. yeah yeah yes yeah. on defense especially yes yeah. yes yeah no the paint defense jump shot a little bit too it's you know, way like miles of improvement. If he can just yeah. kind of get his three pointer to fall a little bit more consistently. At the end of the day, we cannot accept his team option and sign like Mitchell Robinson if we want. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, so we can waive him pretty much <laughs> yeah. anytime we like, want. Like we really could, yeah. But I'm so, not. I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah, I mean, like if we. But the thing is, the crazy thing is with his contract, like we could send him to the G League again next year, like if we really wanted to. That'd be funny. Like, you know, like we could do that for the next two years and just develop them if that's really what they wanted to do. So that's the good news. Like with all of the, the Zach concerns, it's like it's not really a concern for the Spurs at the end of the day. I have a question day. for you, Jude. Sort What's of based up? on the comment MEZ just put, which is maybe we should play Zach at the four more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't envision him starting at the four, 
But how would you feel kind of taking Kata's minutes away for a few games, putting Zach at the four, and inserting Jacques Landale at the five next to him? No, 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 no. no. You're, not, you're not a fan no, of that defensively. No, because yeah, exactly. We're gonna get cooked. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's a field day. We're, for these we're, cards. we're gonna get cooked. But if we want to put Zach in next to Jakob, I'm all for it. And I'm just curious. And I would just be curious to see if it changes anything. Because if yeah. that's the case, maybe you can roll with Jock at the four two, and maybe that would fix up, you know, and and cover some of their defensive abilities. But the problem is with playing those guys at the four. There, there's one thing you're gonna get a plus in rebounding but in today's nba like even like even physical fours like think about like a um a jeremy grant or in uh uh they've been playing patrick williams at the four that's a little he's a little young not as much proven but you get what i'm saying like they can beat you off the dribble in today's nba like so i just feel yeah pascal siakam in a one-on-one with jock landale (laughs) Like doesn't doesn't sound very very nope. uh, Spurs success making. So nope. yes, that's kind of where I'm at with that. But I would still like to see it because you never know. Um, it could work out. I'm a the rebounds may be enough. Yeah, I'm a little surprised we haven't gone because at the beginning of the season everybody was talking about how Pop was going to get crazy with the lineups, and he was talking about it him specifically. Yeah, it was coming <laughs> from his mouth. Yeah, yeah, and really we haven't had anything crazy happen we like, found consistent lineups and that's what we've used which is the exact opposite of what he said he was going to do but yeah. maybe that was just you know practical or normal pop and he was just trolling us the whole time i guess so <laughs> i guess so God. <laughs> like we literally haven't seen a crazy lineup like we had we had more like variation in our lineups back when we were winning championships you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we get from any given night, who knew who was going to start back in like 2014, 15, 16? And now we it's would like just we start Marco know. randomly. Randomly. Yeah. Boris would be at the five. And it wouldn't <laughs> even like, we would, we would just, and we would still play like stars. Yeah. Like, like, we would just randomly change things up. Yeah. But we haven't done that like once this year. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the day we turn my TV on and it's like starting lineup Trey Jones, DeJounte Murray, yeah. Devin Vassell. <laughs> And Keldon and Jakob and sorry, and Kieda, uh, the Kieda Bates Diop. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, let's go. Let's, let's see what see if it works. Oh, by the way, shout out to Trey Jones in the Miami game. What mm-hmm. was his exact stat line? I think he had like 19 points and 10 assists or something like that. Let filling in for Dejounte here. Murray, 19 points, 11 assists, and six boards in 36 minutes of play. Yeah, that is a great game for my man Trey Jones. I'm telling you, I've been saying it, Jude. He is he is real. He is the no, real he's deal. A steal. He's a steal. We got him in the second round, mm-hmm. and he is, yeah, nine for thirteen. I mean, that's what he can be. He's just in a. He's a really good point guard. Like he's just a straight up point guard, and he's a dog defensively. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's exactly him. that's exactly what you want. Like he's the perfect, honestly, like perfect backup point guard. But the problem is, some teams are going to want him to start. So we'll see, though. I think we can get him to stay in San Antonio. He's shooting fifty six percent as since February started. That's crazy, and he's only like what six two, six three, six three. Yeah, that's unheard of. Yeah, yeah. His he's a great cutter too. Like that's yeah. the crazy thing is he can facilitate the offense, but like he is also fantastic with his off ball movement, which isn't something. 
that that's that's kind of unique for a point guard. Mm, I agree with what Mark just said. If he could just get a cons- like a slightly consistent three, doesn't even have to be forty percent, thirty three, thirty five percent from three. Just be just be deadly enough to tempt your defender to move up a little bit. He's going to be really dangerous. I'm glad Mark said that because shout out to my man Gage Sutton. He's a producer for uh, Bally Sports and just the broadcast over there for the Spurs. And he was texting me the other day, and this is what he was saying. He's like, the only thing with Trey Jones, he's like, all he needs is a jumper. And hey, you got Chip England, get him in there. It's coming. We, we saw with Keldon, we know it's no problem. And the other thing was, I don't know if any of y'all saw this, but I tweeted after. Devin, which game? I think this was the Miami game when Devin started off with that crazy poster on Duncan yep. Robinson. And I just tweeted Devin in all caps with the two exploding head emojis. And uh, our man Gage put that on the Spurs broadcast. So SSPN went big. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he can get us some jobs. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Hey, sure. you want to? Does Bally Sports need a new Spurs talk show? Yeah, maybe. Hey, or we can just. Replace that old old man Bill Land. <laughs> yeah, I love Bill Land, bro. He's the best. We can replace um who's they actually have like the the hosts for not the halftime show, but I forget his hair was always spiky. <sighs> not spiky. I don't know. I, I think I know, know who this. you're talking about. Yeah. Short little man. I don't know. He was always on there with Matt Bonner. Yeah, he he's he's sometimes does play by play instead of Bill Land occasionally. No, that's Dan Weiss. Oh. Who yeah. am I thinking of? Oh, you're thinking of Dan Weiss. Yeah. But that's not who I'm thinking of right now. I can't remember his name. He's literally just the studio host. Oh. Yeah. But maybe he, he might have been taken off after Fox Sports Southwest. And they did I have transfer. no idea. But yeah. Shout out Dan Weiss, though. Him and Sean Elliott were good <laughs> on that last broadcast. Shout out Dan Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, I wasn't trying to, you know, take any of his shine. It's such a random shout out. <laughs> Shout out Michelle Beadle. She's been killing it on the broadcast. She's good. I like yes. her. No, she's funny. She's really funny. Spiky hair. <laughs> that's that's his name. Okay. Well, uh, but just kind of going back to the overall like rodeo road trip. Um, what were kind of your thoughts on like just going Rick Renner? That's who it was. Thank you, Tanner. Rick Renner. That's who I was thinking of. I was like, we got to take Rick Renner's job. But I don't know if Rick Renner still has a job. So I should probably figure that out before I, you know, before. Yeah, I, before stealing his job. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, a, he doesn't even do that anymore. He's like yeah. a pharmaceutical rep. And you're like, I want that job. I'm taking it. <laughs> hey, I want that one too. That makes the big bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But anyways, getting back to this rodeo road trip, going four and five. Like, what do you what do you think of that? I think honestly, that's that's pretty good. That's I was like, surprised we went four and five. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were gonna go two and seven. Like, I really did. Like, I did not think we would do as well as we did. Um, pleasantly surprised. Most of that's probably because of Lonnie Walker stepping up his game. Like we said, hopefully that remains consistent. Yep. Not really much else to say. Well, y'all go ahead and fire away in the chat if you have any other questions, any other thoughts of uh some things that are happening and yes i think you just had a realization ethan tanner tell the people i didn't know beetle was a bernie alum i'm from bernie too tanner and i went to high school together i don't know if you figured that out i I had assumed (laughs) i had no idea that's crazy i wonder if she can get us a job jude see this is she just needs to you gotta be like look i'm a young bernie filmmaker on the come up yep i do the spurs show I'll come sit courtside. Let's make it happen. 
I'll be the I'll be the Jack Nicholson for the Spurs. Dude, I totally will. That would be a dream come true if I'll I be, actually became I'll successful. Be Spike Lee. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's Spike, it's me. If anyone's making bad movies, it's me. Well, um, I guess moving forward, let's just talk about kind of the schedule because really, there's not. I mean, DJ's had some good games, but like. We, we Once again, we talked about it before the All-Star episode. That was like the establishment of DeJounte Murray. We know he's an All-Star player. Um, Keldon has really stepped up yeah. as of late, too. That's somebody else who we haven't really talked about. He's really just been scoring. In all sorts of ways, too. Not just mm-hmm. like the one-dimensional Keldon Johnson we saw at the beginning of the year. Like He's yeah. shooting his three, obviously, way better and kind of showing us a little bit of his bag as we continue to move along the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he led all scorers in the Washington game. He had 32 there. Yeah, that um, was a crazy night. And then even though it was an L, he did lead scoring in the Cleveland game. Only had 18, but still led the way there. And this was before the rodeo road trip, but had 28 in that Houston game as well. Um, and there are a couple other games where DeJounte had 30, um, where he had around 20. He was just kind of overshadowed by DeJounte being Dude, he all-star. only missed one free throw during the rodeo road trip. Keldon? Keldon. That's, that's a really good stat. That is nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. But that's the... See, this is what I'm saying about Trey Jones, though. That's the Chip England effect right there. Yeah, totally right. Averaging a steal a game, too. Heck yeah. All right. Well, we got to update on Rick Renner. So Renner's still handling the studio duties. So I wasn't I wasn't that far out. I was a little bit far out because I didn't remember his name. But uh, <laughs> we do have a job to steal, Ethan. Um, Perfect. And then my man Peter in here. Appreciate you being in here, my guy. Uh, the game. There is no game tonight. <laughs> so you are in the right place and don't have to worry about that. But the Spurs do have a game coming up, and our man Old Mate is asking us for some predictions. For that one so i'm gonna go ahead and look at that and i want to say that we're pretty close right now in the standings mm-hmm. if i can find the western conference standings they're 23 and 40 yeah we're right next to each other we're actually a game and a half apart um so they could gain a game on us they're they're three games out right now of that 10 seed so if they want any hope they're gonna really <laughs> Go hard in this last stretch, but the thing is, I think that we may be playing Demontis Sabonis we are. in this game. So that I think is really going to be the X factor is just how him and Jakob match up. And if Jakob cooks him, then we should be cooked for wanting him. Mm, um, true, <laughs> but uh, that will be. It will just kind of. This will definitely be a game that you know in the scope of this season. This will be a fun game for Spurs fans to watch because. So many of us were interested in Sabonis um, at the trade deadline. So I think they're actually going to be in a back-to-back because they're, yeah, playing, they're the playing right now. Tonight. Yeah. I got the Spurs edging over them. Um, they're off a of back-to-back. I, I give DeJounte the edge over Darren Fox. And honestly, I think that's where the game will be won is which point guard has a better game. And DeJounte just plays an all-around game way better than Darren Fox, in my opinion. Um Plus, we just have more weapons. I know they have two all-star caliber players with Fox and Sabonis, but other than that, what, Harrison Barnes is going to beat us? I don't think so. 
Rashawn Holmes? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's this will probably be a close game, but I'm kind of with you there. If you look at any King Spurs game like over the past two seasons, it really has been DeJounte versus De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. And it's super fun to watch. Like that's one of those games where like, yeah, it's not super important in the grand scheme of the league, but like it's going to be a super fun game to tune into. Um, I think that the Spurs will win too. I think all the big thing is just coming back home finally. Yeah, from the rodeo road trip, the dudes will have slept in their own bed. You know, mm-hmm. um, that'll help a lot. And I think that Jakob's going to outplay Sabonis in this game. I think Ooh, that not only will DJ do it, but I think that Jakob's going to really come out and be like, "Yeah, dude, they trade me for your ass." So hopefully. Wait a minute. Trey Lyles is on the Kings? Oh, no. <laughs> Trey it's, Lyles? It's Chemezi and Trey Lyles. <laughs> oh, we're doomed. <laughs> They're coming for us. Oh, no. That's fine. That's crazy. I didn't yeah, realize Kia Debates, Kia Debates is going to outplay both of them. And oh. be like, not only did I take both of your spot, but I also took Lucas Samanich's spot. <laughs> wow. That's we need to check in on Lucas Samanich right now. Did y'all see Nick? This is completely off topic. Nick Stauskas had 57 last night in the G League and He's went 11 good. for 18. So I think that we should sign him next. Dude, uh, I didn't realize the Kings had Dante DiVincenzo. I think I did know that, but yeah. I just forgot. So that, that'll that be... They've got some additions. They're going to be tough. Like, it'll be an even game. That's what our man old mate said, but I, I think the Spurs will edge it out too. Davion Mitchell going to lock up Lonnie? Question mark. <laughs> That's actually a really good off question. Night? That's his nickname. Off night. <laughs> off night. That's okay. pretty cool. I'm trying to find Lucas Samanich. All right, here we are. So are the Spurs. I know. <laughs> the Spurs trying to find him for three well, years. We don't know where he went. Where was he? Yeah, there's. It, this has another dominant G League effort. Tallied 25 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, and 1 steal in 32 minutes thursday but i don't know when that was that might have been super early in the year dude he just likes fucking oh (laughs) (laughs) well Uh, there we go (laughs) hey it happens (laughs) the advertisers are coming for us now ethan (laughs) uh i was gonna say he just likes dominating in the g league and wants nothing to do with the actual nba yep that's what i was going to say yeah yeah well he's out right now his status is that he's out (laughs) <laughs> oh god so he's I injured st- and that was one month ago <laughs> so he's been injured for a month and um he played against utah and scored 15 points <laughs> and hey, got 24 him. minutes but that's really metu didn't play the last game for the yeah. kings also the last two games metu didn't play so i guess he's out of the lineup which is good for us so it's a foot injury that Luca's out with, Floyd Kizzy says. Um, Thank you, Floyd. And yeah, Chemezi is going to play out of his mind against us for no reason, even though he's not even like a really good NBA player. Dude, but he hasn't gotten minutes in forever. So. He's, he's going to come play us and go for 30. I swear, if, if he does, they just like <laughs> no. put him in the starting lineup. It's him and Trey. Yeah, it's going to be them, and they're just going to be like, everybody... <laughs> Clear it's, out. Yeah, every, clear out. It's Ch- Chemezi. Chemezi in a one-on-one with Kieta Bates. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Floyd saying that Lyles and Metsu are going to... The thing is, they they are. That's how it always is with these like small market Spurs games. If there's any like former team 
teammates or team players, they're going to they just go crazy. It seems like that always happens with the Spurs. Yeah. Especially with this the, this team this year. I know. <laughs> and I know. last year too. You know what uh, I don't remember though? I don't think Jonathan Simmons actually did very well when he came back to play us. Uh, but he didn't do very well in Period. at, at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. My man needed to stay. He would yeah, been, he did. He would have been the next Manu. So sad. That's honestly one of my favorite memories is Jonathan Simmons going crazy in game one versus the KD Warriors in their debut, hitting a half-court buzzer beater, freaking Jonathan Simmons. <laughs> Whoa. And, and we were wearing those blackout jerseys, too. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, did you see this? I is, did. We, guess we could kind of end on this. Um, recently, there were some leaked images. We'll see how true they are of some potential jerseys next year. There are the Fiestas. I'm honestly not the biggest fan of those. I just don't like the teal. I love the design. I don't like the teal. That's the only thing I don't like about it. If you made it, if you made it white or black, I'd love it. Um, but just not a big fan of the teal. Just think it's an ugly color personally. But um, the big thing, honestly, was the throwback blackout Spurs jerseys with the OG Nike logo. And that was what I was really excited for. And everybody was making edits of DeJounte. And that's... Can we just use that jersey instead of the gray one? Can we just get rid of the gray uh, one? The gray... I, I Dude, the, the grays, I can't do it. I just... Every time I turn on the TV, the past two games, we've been playing them. And I'm just like, man, these are so ugly. <laughs> I know. I, I despise the gray ones. We finally got rid of the camo ones. Now yep. it's time to get rid of the gray ones. Yeah. <sighs> but what did you think of the jerseys? Did two? Dude, they're you, fire. You, but you're no teal, or do you still like the teal? Uh, they, I, you know what's funny? I saw that post of like the leaked ones, and I was looking for the Spurs ones, and I only saw the teal one at first, and I was mm-hmm. like, eh. it's like it's a, it's like nah, whatever. Well, the the two other ones that we've had the past two years, I thought were way cooler. Um, but then I went to the comments. People were like, Spurs ones are heat. Spurs look great. And I was like, really? And I like, went back and looked, and I saw the blackout ones, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, here we go. Those those are nice, for sure. Heck, yeah. Well, I think that's really it. I mean, we can kind of go through and look at, at some of these other games. Like, there's the Kings game um, coming up. Um, we do need to win the next four games if we want to have any chance of being in the play-in, in my opinion. Thank you for saying that because that is something else that's also pertinent. And I'm looking at the rest of the schedule kind of after these next four. And we're going to have some gimmies in there, but we're going to have a lot of like guaranteed L's probably too. Mm -hmm. We play three games against Portland. I think that's going to be interesting. Oh, no. Drew Revenge game. (laughs) Is if he's still on the roster. Nine the other night. We'll see. Boy crushing it. We'll see if he's still on the roster because he was on a 10-day. Him and, and Anthony not... Simons are the next Kobe and Shaq duo, question mark. <laughs> Kobe and Shaq were the first Anthony and Drew. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like, <laughs> Simons, up to, sh- to, to Drew. And like, <laughs> to Eubanks. You know, like, Eubanks. <sighs> the point. Yeah, Tanner was talking about Lonnie ho- holding up the Bill O.B. Or the Bill, not the Bill O.P., <laughs> The the Bill Russell, the oh, Bill Russell trophy. Like Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I know. And then I was thinking of Bill O'Brien, and I was like, that's not even it's the Larry OB. Yeah. That's like, what I was thinking of. Okay. <laughs> but the Bill Russell trophy, it's gonna be Drew Eubanks. Yeah, for sure. He's a triple double. He's from Troutdale, Oregon. They don't produce non MVP caliber. He's players. home. 
Yeah, he is. This is what we needed. <laughs> Troutdale. He's finally unlocked. You. He's still, he's never leaving my wall. Dude, I still love him. I still, I, I watch his highlights. Like, I literally, after every Portland game, I look Dude. and see if he scored. Oh, Derek. Derek Derek's kind of, he's slowed down a little bit, but he's exactly what the, he's, he's kind of playing similar to how he played with us. But the thing is, that's exactly what the Celtics need. Yeah. He had 18 the other night. He, he's a solid pickup for them. I'm glad he's winning. I'm glad he's like in a system too where he's way more valued and like way more important and his role is way more clear and he can be himself more. Sounds like we're talking about like toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he just got out of that. He's being appreciated now. <laughs> like the Celtics appreciate who he is as a person. Yeah. Uh, whenever he was in San Antonio, all he heard about was DeJounte. Yep. Exactly. And now all he hears about in Boston is Derek. That's right. <laughs> it's he a life have change. To hint flowers. He just gets them. He doesn't and have to. He doesn't have to try to love himself. The people just love himself for him. You know. Yep. That's he why I have this mood lighting. Now. He's like, it's like the episode of Pokemon where they had to let go of Butterfree. That was that was like when we traded Derek. <laughs> What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> you had to hit me with, with the butterfree. Dude, did it hit you? Was that was that an important episode for your childhood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. I didn't mean that. Yes. Um, that's a good one. That's a no, good one. That was that's for good. me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think on that note, that, that's a good one to end. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> not not as bad as the Gary Please Come Home song though. Oh no. Oh, dude! I listened to that on the way walking to class the other day. Almost burst into tears. Probably, probably Tony Parker is the only like example of that where mm-hmm. I can think of a spur where I'd wanted to wanted to play that song after they left. I'm glad you retired. I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna listen to that after after this podcast is over. Okay, but also like, don't get don't get too down, Ethan. It's just, you know. <laughs> your oh, lights, <laughs> your, maintenance, your maintenance guys haven't been there for you. For those of you guys who don't know, um, Ethan, and, and or listening on podcast, Ethan, this whole episode, uh, he doesn't have lights in your apartment? In my well, bedroom or my bathroom. Because so I'm in darkness. Uh, after 6.30, I'm in darkness every night. Because my maintenance man won't come replace my light bulb. And before you say replace it yourself, I am not supposed to. <laughs> they told me not to do that. So I haven't. I've been doing the the correct thing here. Don't be like my dad. My dad was like, just go, go buy a bulb. Like, why are you so lazy? And it's like, I'm not lazy. I'm just <laughs> doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, I have a lamp on my desk and it's huge. But that's how I'm lighting myself right now. And so y'all should y'all should go tune into the YouTube episode if you're listening on the podcast <laughs> and check out Ethan's lamp next to his face the whole episode. Anyways. Yes. All right, y'all. Go Spurs go. Thanks for hanging out today. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back in the near future talking some more Spurs. And um, we're just getting nearer and nearer to more big moves in San Antonio. And you know, I, I hate to say it, but we're getting closer and closer to the 2022-23 NBA season <laughs> as every day passes. So <laughs> hopefully so DeJounte will have some help then. All right. We'll catch you all later. See ya.